Hello and welcome to your daily dose of commentary. Today we start with the topic, why do new games feel soulless compared to older ones? So this was an interesting post by Nick Tech and I'm curious what you guys think of it. I honestly miss old games. There was a different level of happiness when I first got my hands on a video game back when I was a kid. The vivid memories are still there when I play old games or maybe it's just the nostalgia. But one thing's for sure, these new games that are coming out feel extremely soulless. Do you guys share this opinion? I think a lot of it's nostalgia. As a person who's gone back and played some of the early games that I played as a kid, they're not that great. They're still fun, don't get me wrong. I think if you feel this way and it's not just because of nostalgia for when you were younger and you know, you hadn't seen as many games, like a simple platformer blew your mind. It's like, oh my God, a 3D game with a camera behind you? This is insane, oh my God. If you feel it, it you just didn't have less knowledge back then, less experience with gaming and you sincerely feel that the games are soulless, I think you're just playing the wrong games. You play Noita and you tell me that that game wasn't made with absolute passion. You play Slay the Spire. You play any any indie game by, by a little small team. Like I understand if you're playing like these AAA games that like they have a version of it come out every single year, it's gonna seem soulless because it is. I, I play Call of Duty, that's all I play. I play the, each one that comes out every year. Why is gaming so bad now? Like obviously gaming is gonna feel less special when you have like decades of gaming experience. I still remember the day I saw Super Mario 64 on N64. Little kid, I don't know, I was like 10 years old or something. I'm not even sure. When did, when did it come out? Apparently came out in 1996. I was five years old, so it probably was already out or something, but maybe this is a false memory then, because that's pretty young, but I vaguely remember there was like some event on, like, like a, a, a fair, a, a carnival sort of thing. And we just stopped in for some reason, and uh, or, or we were just leaving, and I saw it then. I started playing. I was captivated. It was the greatest thing I'd ever seen. I had never seen, obviously, being that young, uh, like a 3D game like that before. It, it was just it's crazy. The only gaming that I had at that point was, I think, Sega, like 2D and stuff. And I, I remember my mother being like, we got to go. I'm like, no! I, like she, she leaves, and I, I eventually get like concerned that my mother's actually leaving without me, and I run after her. So maybe I didn't see it when it first came out. Maybe I saw it when I was like seven or eight. Or, I don't know, but I was very young. I also remember when I was, I was at Kmart buying games. Like my mother and father said I could get like four games, I think, for Christmas. And I got to pick them out or something. I don't remember the exact context, but I remember picking out like um, like Mario Kart and stuff, my N64. Like you can't have those feelings anymore, where you have a limited supply of games that you can get and you haven't seen everything before. I've seen everything at this point, Chad. Everything. And I can buy any game that I want. I'm, a, I'm an adult, you know, with an income. It, it can't ever be the same. But I don't think in the gaming landscape and the insane levels of variety that we have these days, that there's any reason that you have to be playing games that feel soulless to you. There are tons of games being made by insanely passionate people. Certainly to some degree, everything has been worked out. People understand what you kind of need to do to have a successful game. And so uh, there's gonna be patterns in all that, but, but still, as I say, passionate people exist, making cool stuff. You just gotta branch out. My 2023 Steam Year in Review. So I, like everyone else, was sent a Steam Year in Review. I will remove myself from the screen because I'm going to end up blocking stuff. Ba -ba -ba -ba. Dark Viper EU's Steam Year in Review 2023. 27 games played, 15 new games. It's actually interesting that half my games were games I already had and played last year. 18 games with 41 rare achievements. 41 rare achievements, I'm the best. 502 achievements unlocks. And all those weren't in GT Online. 86% played with keyboard, 14% with controller. I do hate controllers. 54% of my playtime was in GTA 5, of course. 735 sessions. So that's 
on average, two sessions of GTA 5 <laughs> per day. Binding of Isaac, of course, yeah, played heaps of that. Noita, of course, still Noita every single goddamn year, love it. How you compare stack your year against the rest of the Steam community? You unlock 500 achievements, the median was 16? What? And how am I not all the way at the end here? How is the median 16? You get achievements for like logging into the game. Yeah, all the, all the accounts that do nothing, I guess. You played 27 games, medium is four. Longest streak is 51 days, your Steam median is five. Basically what we can confirm from this chat is I'm exceptional. I'm way better than like the average person who, you know, doesn't have their job involve play video games. <laughs> I am the 1% of the 1%. 11% of the games you played when you releases. Interesting compared to 9% of normal people. That's funny because on like YouTube, for example, like watching YouTube videos, like most of the videos you watch, I'd say more than half are videos that were made like this year. But games, you know, even if a game's old, still good. You are what you play. The spider graph shows the kinds of games you spent the most time in 2023. Tower defense, physics, action roguelikes, souls-like, third-person shooter stealth. How is tower defense and physics the highest here? If over 50% of my playtime was GTA 5, how is third-person shooter not just the highest here? It's funny though that they're doing this year in review thing. Like I swear every website didn't have this, but all of a sudden every website does. Is it just because of Twitch and all the stink that people threw on Twitter? Like, where is my year in review? Why are only some people getting year in review? Because it's a genius thing to do. Like this is all algorithms pumping this stuff out. And it's simple and gets people engaged in talking about the platform. You know, it's genius. Spotify wrapped. Right, it was definitely Spotify. Yeah, tw Twitch too small. GTA was a tower defense game, of course. Grand Theft Auto 5. We may not be able to detect how many felonies you committed, but humanity is grateful that no city is as dysfunctional as Los Santos. Oh, unlocked 100% achievements this year. Let's go. Your achievements unlocked this year? One? It's actually been more than one. It's a weird distribution of time. Most in January, most in July. I think July was like heavy 100% and January heavy 100% too. I am definitely playing less GTA than I used to. Binding of Isaac, September, October, just slammed it like every day. And didn't get all the achievements. There's like hundreds of achievements in this game. It's nuts. Noita, I just played some Noita actually recently, but uh, I was all from February, March, and April. I, I just played Noita yesterday, I should say. Oh, this is why, Legion TD2, I played a lot of that, yeah. Back around May, I guess, okay. Downforce of the Spy, that was back in January, yeah. Your playtime by month, I played the most in January and the least in December. Interesting. I play with controller for GTA. I guess they can detect that. Interesting. My longest streak was from March to May. Fascinating. So wait, these are all the games that I played. January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December. Thank you, Dark Viper EU, for being part of the Steam community in 2023. I don't really feel much a part of the Steam community, but uh, th thank you for the thank you. So now you guys know all the sick and twisted things that I do on Steam. I hope that was enjoyable for you. The Shorts channel is back. For those who haven't noticed, the Shorts channel is back! Dark Viper EU hashtag Shorts. And so what it is, is clips from my Twitch stream. Oh, you can set your spawn in the end? Oh, I didn't know that. Hunt. Oh, the dragon's already awake. Oh, shit. Um... Mildly humorous. So what this is, is Joshua Boy is going through clips that are made of my stream and picking the best ones and highlighting them for Twitch. It's TikTok-like thing. And then he's pressing a button and it sends 
the clips to this channel for shorts and it sends a clip to TikTok as well. Joshua who? Joshua Biz? Why'd you change your name? Why'd you change your name to Joshua Biz? Are you a B now? Anyway, the, the clips look kind of weird because it's just like split. And so it, it, it like takes a crop of my webcam from my live stream with a little bit of chat underneath, puts that on top and then puts the rest of the, uh, like the rest of the clip in the middle. I'm just paying him a bit of money. It's not taking any extra effort on my part. I hope it doesn't screw up my algorithm or something for shorts on TikTok, but it seems the strategy of just spamming out shorts is good. None of the clips have popped off on YouTube on this channel. Don't seem to be getting better, but we'll just keep going at it. On the TikTok, I think I've got like one or two. They've done okay. That's gonna be very bright. Hey, look, I'm live. So he's got 40,000, 20,000, 20,000, 20,000. Um, the highest one is this one, 124,000. These ones are getting 6,000. Like, obviously they're doing better on TikTok than they are on my extra YouTube channel. The shorts look very bad. They are not appealing. I mean, as long as they get numbers, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah, Joshua, boy, that guy in chat says you're not doing a good job, man. So you should do better. To be honest, though, there are definitely some clips that I, uh, I feel like aren't very good. But I, I don't have enough time to manage it. I appreciate Joshua, boy putting forth any effort. But yeah, so if you see clips like that, they're legit. I'm sorry, Josh, Joshua Buzz. My short got stolen. So I saw something pretty goddamn wild. It was uh, what was sent to me. So this is my short. It says on the top, Game Bugs, and it's got a guy below it wearing a wizard's hat and another guy holding a controller pretending to play. And it's just one of my clips from Facts and Glitches. I'm not sure exactly what version this is because I've used this clip in a variety of different places, but watch this. Bit of a drive. How about I get you warmed up? What do we have here, Mr. Winky? <laughs> this job wouldn't be so bad if it weren't for all the shitty drivers in Los Santos. So, on some level, they might be like, nah, man, we just recreate it perfectly with the exact same graphic settings that you had. The thing is, though, that line from the taxi driver, that, that didn't exist naturally there. I put it there, it, it, it happened way up the road. I put it back here because it, it, it made the scene end better. What a weird thing to do though, to pretend to play the game as you steal someone else's clip. <laughs> like how dumb is that? So what if they just, do they just sit there like all day making faces going, oh, oh. And they just find random clips and put it on top of them. What the fuck is that? <laughs> like that is somehow like, even worse to me than the people who just re-upload other people's shit. <laughs> oh, and it's called Bugs and Glitches. Awful. And there's, there's my mod. Well, oh my god, the reaction! Life-changing! You guys don't understand how pervasive the re-uploading of my footage is. It's, it's just nuts. Like, I, if I were to dedicate myself to stamping it out, I'd fail and it would just take up, take up my life. Like, as we always talk about, stealing is just a very effective way, or a very efficient way, to make stuff. You know. One Piece is getting a remake. So some surprising news, well not that surprising I suppose. But breaking news, One Piece anime remake by Wit Studio announced. And it's in collaboration with Netflix. Netflix got a little bit of piece of the One Piece money from the live action. And apparently that little piece was enough for them to be like, look, let's just remake the entirety of One Piece. If you go back and watch One Piece, I think the original is in like four by three. Well, there's been a few One Piece animes, but One Piece anime release date. 1999. So over 20 years ago. And it's a bit rough. The earlier episodes, like it, it doesn't have 
the kind of animation quality of today. But what I think most people are hopeful with this, they'll do a Dragon Ball Z Kai or whatever it's called. I can't remember. Is, is Dragon Ball Kai or Dragon Ball Z Kai? Whatever. Where they actually fix the pacing issues of One Piece. Because that's the main thing. Whenever you tell anyone you should watch One Piece, they're... You gotta go, oh, but by the way, it's a little bit slow in different paces. There's a lot of filler. Just, you know, 10 years from now, maybe that'll all have caught up and I'll rewatch One Piece. It's a great show. There is no filler. We've, we've talked about this in Rambles before. When you have a scene that should last a minute and you pad it out with expressions or, or hold on scenes for extra long time so it lasts two minutes, that is filler. There are too many episodes. There should be half as many episodes as there are. The sad passing of a fellow YouTube creator, Mitten Squad. So you may have heard the really depressing news. I didn't want to talk about it initially because there was a little bit of doubt as to whether it was certainly true, but this is the first place I saw it. I'm seeing a lot of comments on Twitter, Reddit, and YouTube in the last hour saying that Mitten Squad has passed away. I have no idea if it's people trolling or what, but I really hope it's not true. Is anyone able to confirm? Then this came out from funeral homes or, or something. Joseph Robert Wilson uh, has passed away 1996 to 2023, aged 27. That is, uh, that is brutal. Untimely deaths are always sad, but I mean, at 27? So for those who don't know, Mitten Squad was a popular YouTuber. Got 1.41 million subscribers. Most well known for his Fallout content. But he's got some really big videos here, you know, almost 10 million views and stuff. Very recently, it became more public that he was having issues with alcoholism. Uh, something that apparently he's had struggled with for quite a while. And while I, I guess no, I don't think anyone knows his official cause of death, you can assume that it was related to that, as he did tweet out fairly recently. Little bit of a life update. My drinking has gotten so out of control that I had to go to the emergency room again yesterday. I got some bad news there. Turns out I've got pancreatitis. The frequent vomiting sucks, but the pain is indescribable and nothing seems to make it stop. And that was back in May. But like in November, he gave this update. So a month ago. I posted another update on my channel. It's too long to post as a tweet, so here's a screenshot of it. Too long did not read. I'm not dead and will eventually upload again when I'm ready. And I guess this is in part the reason why people were skeptical that he may have passed on, because he, his last message less than a month ago. It's like, I'm not dead. People are saying I am, but I'm not. And uh, he he's, it, it talks about his having his struggles with drinking, and he appreciated all the support and, and uh, that he would return. It's, it's brutally sad. I know him personally. Didn't know him personally. We just existed kind of in the same kind of sphere of challenge runs and stuff. And I know you guys, like you guys would tell me you, you love his content and stuff. And obviously, so is, is made content that made a lot of people happy. And so obviously there was, there was a lot of people being quite sad about it. More so than like like obviously any person who, untimely death is tragic, but it's especially tragic when they're known by so many and beloved. You know, one must wonder what could be going on in a person's life or what could have led to alcoholism at the age of 27 and, and, and such an untimely death. But um, I'm not going to dig into it too deeply, I don't think. Doesn't seem right. I don't know if it's weird to bring it up, but you guys may have, you guys may have seen like, a, I don't know, three weeks ago or something, I did a pistol only challenge for GTA 5. And Mitten Squad had already made an, a pistol only challenge for GTA 5. And so um, I referenced him at the beginning of my video and, and said, hey, I'm going to try and beat his time and um, his score. I do wonder how that's going to look now when that video comes out. Like, man's j j just in the grave and you're already trying to one-up him or something. I, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll probably have to put, like, a disclaimer at the beginning or something, and I, I'm not sure. But, um, it's, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. But, tragic.
You can now watch my first ever GTA 5 speedrun. So my first ever recorded speedrun of GTA 5 released on my VOD channel. Its quality, of course, is garbage. Look at that pixelation. It's like less than 800 bitrate. I may have even done this in 1080p. Who, who knows? No, it's probably like 480p or 360p or something. But uh, it, it's watchable. You can understand what's going on. This layout, of course, awful. How many followers did I have at the beginning of the stream? I had 108 at the beginning of the stream, and I ended after getting 14 more. Like, that's good growth for back then. If you want to go watch it, feel free. I believe Fruit accidentally set it as a premiere, and there was about 200 people in the chat at all times watching. So certainly... This release of the video had more live viewers than the original stream did back when it was recorded, by far. It'd probably be interesting for me to watch, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to spend nine hours watching myself do a speedrun. You should, though, if you want to. And of course, more and more are going to come out on the channel, and I hope they continue to do pretty decent numbers, but I'm skeptical that they will. Happy New Year! So, Merry Christmas to those people on the Ramble channel. Thank you for watching my stuff. I'll continue to make hopefully good stuff that you can enjoy. If Christmas has already passed, which the delay for my rambles is actually pretty significant still. It's probably going to happen. Merry Christmas for time past. Happy, happy New Year. Yeah, I'll probably be around when this comes out. I also want to say, if you want to help out with the rambles channel, either the shorts or the rambles themselves, like the actual videos, DM me on Discord. Please already have editing experience. This is not a job to learn editing. It is harder than it looks. I always really want a, d a day when my rambles come out like the same day or a day or two away from when I actually have them. Because that's the only way the rambles channel will ever end up being significantly large. I am impressed how well we're doing with the rambles channel considering the turnaround time. And of course, if you want quality, it takes time. But if I have, you know, a handful of people um, who can help out on occasion when we fall behind, uh, that would help out. Am I looking forward to 2024? 2024 is ultimately going to be like a gap year in my career, I think, where I don't expect anything special or significant to happen. And because of the anticipation, the expectation for GTA 6 in 2025, it's just going to be like, I am going to try and complete all the things that I said I would complete before GTA 6. I still have two essays that I wrote like, I, I, I at least completed them back in October about React content. And they're so out of date and so largely pointless now. And they're going to get no views. But and I, I, but I, but I hate reading scripted content into a camera. I, I, I'm terrible at it. But the essays themselves are good enough. I don't want them just to be buried on my Google Docs for the rest of time. So I, I'm going to complete these videos, even if no one watches them, just so they, they can be put in the playlist and can be referenced by other people when they want to. Waiting for the teleprompter. I have the teleprompter. I can use it. I just need to find a day to do it. Video ideas list contains 140 entries. Yeah, but they aren't all very good. There's probably like 20 of them that I want to do. And then I think the, the list of games that I want to play is like 50 or something. When you have the entire expanse of gaming history to pick games from. But honestly, the thing that trips me up the most is just having enough energy of a day to do particular things. Like stuff that takes an entire, you know, six to nine hour stream. That's tough to do. I have to have a good night's sleep um, and wake up with energy, which I don't always get. I had a good month where I had a lot of energy. I got so much done and we're still going through that footage and it's great. I mean, it'd be nice if I could just always feel good. And to some degree, with good enough editing, it can make anything good, right? But that's only true to an extent. There is definitely footage that is going to be garbage, regardless of what you do to it. And it shouldn't be on the edits to make something good. It should be good in of itself. Thanks for watching, everyone. I wish you all the best in 2024.